I'm reviewing here! Ooh, hello everybody, hello podcast world, I'm your host Matt Bussey, welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, I already introduced myself, why am I doing it again? I, Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. I actually just already filmed a whole intro for this, and it was bad, so I just redid it. I'm very, very impressionable, you guys, and I am using new headphones finally, like real official podcast headphones. Because from the get-go, my Bluetooth headphones weren't working, so I had to use, like, the old, ugly-ass, like, mid-2000 headphones that, you know, you stick over your earlobes. Yeah, and they're so uncomfortable, and they get tangled. So I got this one, and this one is, uh, these headphones are badass. You can't see me, but I'm, like, I'm, like... I'm like five yards away from the microphone right now. Like, I kid you not. Yeah, it is, it is cool how microphones work. The only kind of annoying thing is that this microphone, it is, the cord is so freaking long. It's like, the, it's like living with like an anaconda. Like, it is so long. But I'll get used to it, you know? Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect in life. We have to live life as we live it. And um, oh, I don't know. I'm out of, I'm out of things to say yeah i had a therapy appointment this morning and like he literally i i almost wanted to tell him like can you start a podcast but like just have it for me and only i subscribe to it and nobody else can because he said so many good things that were like oh my god yeah that all like makes sense you know so um what was i saying i don't know also i am recording in a new spot right now and i can see myself when i talk and um I'm feeling a little narcissistic and I kind of like it. Yeah. I look good right now. All right. I'm just kidding. I'll shut up. How is everybody doing today? Are you good? You good? I am in a very good chipper mood. I, I, I mostly am in a good mood because uh, my tooth is feeling better. So last Saturday, I went to a baby shower and I bit into a tortilla chip and it jammed into the back of my tooth. And it really freaking hurt. And the next day, I literally took a bite of, like, the softest food imaginable. It was like a banana or, like, air, even. I just bit down, and it hurt like a mother foe. Mother foe? No one ever says that. Um, I'm trying. I don't want to use the F word. But, uh, yeah, but it's feeling better. And I was nervous because it was like, if I literally have to go to the dentist one more freaking time this year. I mean, it's April, and I've been twice already. That's not normal. I don't want to do that again. Please, for the love of God. I already told you about my carrot incident. Uh, the last two times I went to the dentist, uh, uh, Mr. Bessie, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You have a bit, you have a piece of carrot jammed into your tooth the next day because I have to get a filling. Uh, Mr. Bessie, I'm, I'm sorry, but it happened again. You have a piece of carrot jammed into your tooth. I like carrots, okay? That's me. That's how I reacted. Leave me alone. I want to eat what I, I want to eat what I want to eat. But uh, yeah, everything is good though. My tooth is feeling a lot, lot better. Touch wood. Oh, did you hear that? I wonder if you did. Anyway, um, yeah, this movie that we're gonna, that I'm going to talk about today, I literally just finished it like a few minutes ago. I really like. I don't get to do this a lot, but I like to watch a movie sometimes and research it a little bit. You know, like the history of it all for like a few minutes afterwards, and then go right into recording a podcast episode. Sometimes I can't always do that, but tonight I did. I started this movie last night while I was cooking, which is a horrible idea because this is a movie like you have to sit and watch absolutely every single thing that is being said because there's a lot of uh, you know 
political, historical context in it. But um, I was mesmerized by it. This movie that I'm going to talk about today is Harlan County, USA. Come on, young fellers, brave and fine. Seek not your fortune way down in the mine. Harlan, Kentucky is cold country where men work long hours for short wages, where poverty, black lung, and needless disaster are facts of life. In 1973, the men voted to join the United Mine Workers Union. The company refused to sign the contract, and so began the battle of Harlan County, USA. Which side are you on? Without organization, you're a lone individual. Without influence, and without recognition of any kind. They're treating us like that we're animals, dogs. Well, we aren't. We're American citizens. Is it a fact that the Duke Power Company maintains housing for its employees that has no water and no indoor plumbing? Yes, sir. We were attempting to move our people into trailers, upgrade our people into better housing. We'll sit there and sweat when it's snowing. We'll stand right there until that UMWA contract is signed at Brookside. We have made them dozens and dozens of proposals. All of our life, we've been kicked around, we've been put in jail, we've been shot at, we've had dynamite thrown at us, and then you don't want us to have nothing. Well, I tell you, Mr. Horn, I'm gonna be standing right there on that picket line looking at you and just as long as it takes. We're not gonna have the violence of the 30s. My father was a coal miner, he was killed in the mines. And my husband and me was in the strike in the 30s in bloody Harlan County, and I do mean it is bloody, too. They're violent, so by God, you fight far with far. We can hold them, but we can't hold them with all them guns they got. That electricity burning over, aren't they? Somebody dying every day for it. If I get shot, they can't shoot the union out of me. Take the shelter if you can and lay the lead to them. Oh, dear. The New York Times says it's a fascinating and moving work. Q Magazine calls it supercharged excitement. It's powerful, provocative, exciting, and frightening because it's real. Harlan County, USA. Woof. And guys, this is a documentary. Those aren't sound effects. Those are real sounds. Yeah. Harlan County, USA. Wow. Well, you know, my first reaction to this movie is that I cannot sing the way they sing in this movie. Now, friends who are listening to this who don't think that I can sing, shut up. That's my reaction because I can sing. All right. I was in a lot of musicals in high school and I can hold a key and I have an excellent... Uh, Bravudo, what's it called? Burrito? Bravado. Yeah. Bur I, don't, I can't remember. It's been a while. I haven't sung in a while. But uh, this movie, though, yeah, the singing that they do in it, uh, so it's set in Kentucky. That's where Harlan County is. Uh, and the singing, I looked it up, and it's literally called coal mining singing. But it's, it's a lot like, uh, is it kind of like yodeling? Now, what's the difference between yodeling and, like, southern s singing? I, I don't know. But the singing in this movie, a lot of it is, like, you know, Oh, yeah, if you go to the mine, you might die. 
or get long to sleep. Yeah, it's a lot of that, and <coughs> I'm, I'm not very good at it. Harlan County, USA, though. Wow, I took copious uh, notes while I was watching this movie, and um, this is a phenomenal film. So this came out in 1976. It's U.S. made. It actually won Best Documentary at the Academy Awards. The... Uh, woman who did this movie oh my god i want to meet her and hug her and shake her hand she is phenomenal so yeah she won the oscar for this she's still alive her name is barbara uh koppel koppel i think it's how you say her last name she won an oscar uh in 1990 as well for another film she did called american dream which is also a film about uh a documentary about protests and strikes and and yeah she loves her strikes uh harlan county is a movie I'm going to get into it. It's basically just a movie. It's a true story about this uh, a, a huge group of miners in this small town in Kentucky who uh, stopped working and striked against, uh, you know, their, their boss, basically, you know, this big company because they wouldn't let them, they wouldn't accept them into this uh, union, essentially. Why didn't they accept them into the union? Because they're rich people. Now, not all rich people are bad, we know that, but I think the reason this movie is still so relevant so many years later is because it's like we're living through this still. You know, you turn on the news. You, it, this is still happening everywhere, not just in the South. It's happening in the world. It's happening everywhere. I mean, it's like the, the, this is a movie, you watch it, and it's like, wow, you know, like the Gen Z crowd, especially right now, they are taking to the streets, and they're they're rightfully so. They're mad. They have a right to be mad. Uh, so yeah, th this was, you know, this was really good too, because I like a movie that I really don't know anything about. I don't know anything about mining, nothing, 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 nothing. I've seen two movies that have to do with mining, uh, and they both made me dislike mining so, so much because I'm claustrophobic and <laughs> I just don't ever want to go into mine. October Sky and My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine is a very silly slasher movie. And it's funny, too, because it's Canadian. So they're like, oh, no, uh, don't go out and about in the mine because, you know, the killer might get you. Or that, yeah, that was kind of turned into, like, Californian. But that's a silly movie. I know that's, you know, make-believe. But October Sky, do you guys remember that movie? 1998, Jake Gyllenhaal, his first, like, feature debut, you know, his first feature film where he was, you know, the lead in it. He was actually in City Slickers. He played, like, a boy in that movie, but that doesn't count. He was a boy, and it wasn't even any. He was only in, like, one scene. October Sky, oh, my God. I remember watching that as a kid with my family on our little tiny-ass fat TV. Tiny but fat ass. You know, those, the TVs always have the fat asses. Yeah, we watched that, and, um... Well, there are there is a strike in that movie at the end... That's kind of similar to this. I think it has to do with the union and everything. But uh, yeah, both movies, though, well, especially October Sky, they, that, that's, that, that was my only knowledge of uh, coal mining. Um, and wow, it's scary. So, you know, Barbara Coppel, she, um, I guess I should first say, too, that, you know, this isn't your usual documentary in the sense that there are sit-down interviews and there are, you know, all these... Uh, subtitles and, and things that come up explaining what's going on. No, this is a very, very, uh, this is what film people call cinema verité, cinema verité, which basically means it's a documentary, but it's, it's like someone, it's like, imagine you're not really a filmmaker, but you go 
to this big event and you just film as much as you can and you just edit it all together, but you don't add anything, you know, like you don't, you're not calling the people you, you got on camera to come over for tea and coffee and Doritos and get, um, interview Doritos and coffee. Ugh. Uh, but, um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, that's kind of what cinema verite cinema verite means. You know, a movie that's like that is is exactly like this type of movie. And and you'll see too. There have been a lot of other movies like that, um, which I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, they do exist. This is not an urban legend. I swear to God, it's real. But yeah, this is a very real movie. Um, it's very minim uh, uh, You know, it was made obviously super super cheap. It's it's there's no big score or you know anything like that. Copal, she must have been, this is insane. I think she was 25 or 26 when she started making this movie. Think about that for a sec. This is the 70s, guys. This is the 70s. Two things. Documentaries back then, they, they weren't really like, I mean, documentaries have always been around, but they weren't like a huge... It wasn't like Star Wars, you know, documentaries. So, and, and especially a for her to get the Oscar for this, I mean, that must have just been absolutely phenomenal, you know. I mean, what an incredible achievement. And even the bigger achievement, two things. Uh, she's She was incredibly young when she made this. And she was a woman. A young female director busting her ass, you know, really putting herself and her, you know, cameraman, cameraman, whatever, in danger filming this movie uh, to show the truth to the public. I mean, like, seriously, I, um, I just, I applaud this woman so, so much. And I really want to watch American dream. Now that's the other movie I said that she won, uh, that, that also won best documentary, but yeah, this is a movie about a strike. Now strikes. I also, am not super familiar with I've, well, I am a little bit, I went on a lot of strikes during, um, I don't like to say his name, the last president, well, <laughs> president. Yeah. More like the Oh shit. Yeah. I really, really want to curse, but I have a bad word to say, but I'm not going to use it. Anyway, I've been on a lot of strikes, uh, from, you know, those four years, three year, which ended three years ago, which I don't even like to say. So I get how it all works. My first strike I ever instigated was actually fourth grade because I fell in love in fourth grade with a fellow student and she ended up moving to Georgia and she was very popular in class. So we all, I got everyone together and, and I think right after recess, we all, we all kind of initiated this protest to bring her back from Georgia. <laughs> and we literally were like marching around in class, like bring her back, bring her back. And the teacher, he was so creepy. He was like, Shh. he always used to do this Shh. with his mouth. I don't know why. I remember him just going, I didn't kick her out. Shh. She left. Shh. Her family made her leave. Shh. And I was like, I don't care. Bring my love back. That's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> I can't say her name. She doesn't even remember me, but she if she does remember me, she probably remembers me as that kid who, you know, very obviously had a crush on her. But I was very into her because she was very morbid. Like, I remember she was comically morbid. Like, I remember we were at recess one time and she faked her death. Like, she just pretended to faint on the basketball court and she was like, Matt, go get an aid. Go get all the class. I don't feel so good. And I was like, okay. And I got the whole class and we all made a circle around her and her eyes were closed. And the last thing she said was, I am in the light. I am dying. And then she just smirked and was like, kidding. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. Can we get married? And I think I went home and was like, dad, is it illegal to get married if you're in fourth grade? And he was like, what, what, what 
are you quoting a movie? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, all right. So that was my first experience with strikes. But uh, no, Harlan County, USA, though, oh my God, I, um, I'm very happy I did not partake in this strike because this was a very scary strike. So yes, I'm going to do my best to explain the history of this. So definitely listen carefully. And if I screw something up, I am very, very sorry. But yeah, this is a movie about coal miners uh, in this county. Like I said at the beginning, so this is set, it begins in the summer of 1973. There is a mine, it's called Brookside Mine. And what they did is they all came together and they voted to join UMWA, which is the United Mine Workers of America. Now, the owner, the owners of them, which was basically two of them, Duke Power Company, and they had a subsidiary called the Eastover Mining Company. So both of them, you know, both in the same league, basically, they refused to sign their contract. They basically told the miners, no, you can't join the UMWA. And the miners were, were basically like, well, screw it. We're going to go on strike. And why did they want to join UMWA, the United Mine Workers of America? Uh, because the miners were being treated horribly. The, the conditions were horribly unsafe. Their pay was horrendous. They were working like 10-hour days, 18-hour days in horrible conditions. You know, this is a coal mine. Coal mines collapse. They explode. People die. People get black lung disease. And they just wanted to basically join the UMWA to get, um, you know, safer protection for their family, families and everything. And Copal, uh, kind of going to skip to the, the trivia for this. You see, Copal went and she really got to know these coal miners and their families and, and everything. And they really brought her in. Now, originally, Copal did not want to make a movie about um, the strike that was happening she just ended up doing this because she was really into it, but she, she got really interested in it. But she originally came to this location because she wanted to make a movie about uh, how there was a campaign happening to take down uh, the, pre the <laughs> former president of the UMWA. Now, his name, what this is really crazy. So if you love like true crime, get ready. It's, it's horrible, but get ready. This guy, his name was W.A. Boyle, but he was also known as... <laughs> Tony, he was also known as Tony, Tough Tony Boyle. Yeah, funny. Uh, he was the president of the UMWA from 1963 to 1972. He uh, was later convicted of murdering his opponent in the race, you know, when the new election was coming on. And his opponent, his name was, was uh, Joseph A. Yablonski, and I believe it was New Year's Eve. Yablonski and his wife and his daughter were murdered. And Tough Tony, it turns out, allegedly hired hitmen to take him and his family out. Horrible. And Yablonski, his, you know, elder son came home and discovered his family's bodies. Horrible. Freaking horrible. And it's really, now, the movie Harlan County, USA, it doesn't really touch on this that much. It only really shows you what happens, what, you know, what happened at Boyle in one scene. But Boyle was basically just a real you know, ridiculous piece of shit, pardon my French. But I mean, he, I think he denied it, but he ended up, you know, getting incarcerated for it because, uh, 
you know, the evidence was all there. He also faked, like, being sick. Like, when he got convicted, like, there's footage of him being an idiot, like, in a, like, a chair, like, pretending to look all frail and sick. Like, look what you're doing to me. I'm an old man, and look what you're doing. Yeah, he was totally wrong. So, I mean, why did he basically get Yablonski killed? Well, Yablonski was really popular with the miners. Yablonski really uh, was just super charismatic. The miners liked what he said and they didn't like Boyle and Boyle did win the election, but it turns out that it was a very fraudulent and corrupt election. And Yablonski wanted to look into it. And when he started doing that, that's when he died. That's when he got killed. Yep. Freaky. Am I right? So why do I say this? I say this. (laughs) That's all the context because, um, you know, Copel, the director, she really wanted to make a movie about that, but she ended when she showed up, she started to learn more about this strike that was already happening uh, with the miners, and she ended up making a movie about that. And my oh my, she like risked her life doing this. I got to tell you, you know, this this is essentially this is a movie where you know there are two sides. There are the rich guys, you know, the rich people at the Duke Power Company and Eastover Mining Company, and then there are the miners. The, the, I hate to say this, I, I don't mean this as like a pejorative, but the poor people. You know, it's a movie about the rich versus the poor. It's a movie about how the poor is treated like garbage and continues to be treated like garbage. And it's a movie about, this is why it's still so relevant. It's about, you know, capitalism and how. So many of our bosses, you know, these people that we, that, that are own more money than we do, whenever young, uh, you know, people of lower class, let's call them that, you know, if they ever want to just protest and just say, can we please do something? Like, we're not, this isn't right how we're living. You know, we want equal rights. So many of these people at these huge corporations, they always just say no. And then their reasons for saying no are always so like, opaque and and like stupid like they get interviewed about it so many times in this movie and they're just like uh, 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 well uh, 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 it's like they can't even form a sentence you know and I think this is why like this movie really uh you know struck a chord with me because we see this happen all the time with politicians and big rich people in industries and people that own these big corporations. They always act like that. And it drives me up a wall. It's one reason why I hate politics. That's the reason why a lot of people hate politics is because so many politicians and people in power, they lie. Like, come on, let's not deny that they lie. If you watch any election Whenever the, the speaker asks the person running or whoever is the president of whatever company a question, do they answer the question? No, they don't. They answer around the question. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, this happens all the time. It's, it happened. It's been happening all the time. And that's what I loved about Harlan County, USA. This is a movie that really made, you know, it reminded me about a few things, but it mostly reminded me about how protests, you know, strikes, they've been going on, guys, since the beginning of time. Like, literally since the beginning of time. And you know what? They're still dangerous. They are. Going back a little bit to what I said. So, you know, yeah, this is... The, the dangerous thing in this movie is that, you know, these... The rich people, you know, the mine workers, the ones who are against these people joining, you know, the UMWA... They get freaking dangerous 
Like, I'm talking, like, they go to protests that these miners are at with guns and, like, shoot at them and beat them up. And, you know, there's a moment near the end of the movie where we find out there was a miner who, I, he was either 22 or 24. I couldn't, I found uh, conflicting uh, newspaper articles about him. But he was shot in the face and killed. And Coppola makes this very, very clear that, you know, he was killed because he and the rest of these miners, these people just looking to live their lives and live healthy lives and live in good conditions with their families. They just wanted a contract. That's all they wanted. And, you know, there's a subject in the movie, a, a man who says, you know, uh, and this guy who died too, his name was, oh my God, I didn't write his name down. Lawrence something. I forget. Um, he, this guy, though, he says, you know, Lawrence died because he paid the price. And he basically says, you know, this is the price we all have to pay. Like, people are going to die because of this. But you know what? We're not going to stop. We're going to keep fighting. And, you know, Copel. oh, God, I really hope that this, I didn't see what I just saw in this movie. But, you know, there's a scene. <sighs> yeah, there's a scene where it looks like Copel shows, like, the, um... Uh, the location where Lawrence was shot and there's like a piece of skin on the ground. And I think it's meant to be like a part of his, you know, head and the miners are just standing around it in shock. And then, you know, we see the funeral and it's an open casket and you see Lawrence's mother just crying and crying and crying at, at his wake. And, and, and it's, it's, it's nuts. It's really, really nuts. Um, so, you know, the majority of this movie, like I said, it is it is very cinema verite. You have to really sit down and, and understand everything that's going on. But what's great about it, though, is that Coppola just shows you how it is. You know, she, her camera is like, what's a good example of this? All right, I'm going to try and speak like I'm a writer, like, like a good writer. The camera in this movie is like, like a bee flying. No, that's a bad example. The camera in this movie is like a mosquito. No, that's another bad example. Shit, what's a good example? Okay, what I'm trying to say is like, is that, you know, the camera is meant, you're meant to be like invisible. The camera is meant to be invisible when you're watching this movie, you know? People make eye contact with the camera, but overall the camera is just showing you the truth. And Coppola lets you decide, you know, I, I guess not necessarily what side you're on. It's pretty obvious that, you know, you want these miners to just get what they want and you just want this stupid company to just comply with them and just let them join the UMWA, but they don't. So the movie is meant to rile you up. It is meant to get you mad. It, it does. I mean, you can probably tell with my tone of voice, it, it does get you mad. It does because this is still happening. I mean, it is. So, um, you know, I took one note too. There was, there was a, uh, a pretty, oh, there was a lot of amazing shots in this movie. Coppola and her cameraman literally are present when this guy, this asshole, his name was, uh, Basil Collins, Basil Expedition, Austin Powers. Sorry, I had to say that. Uh, no, no, Basil and Austin Powers is a nice guy. Basil Collins, this was a, a crazy guy who, drove at night where all the miners were and, you know, started shooting out his window 
And you hear that in the trailer that you just heard. You hear that at the very end of the, of the trailer. That was him. Copal and her cameraman were there, and they captured him on camera. And it's such an eerie shot because she basically... The editing in this movie is so good. The, the shot is kind of like slowed down, and you see this guy in his car holding a gun. And then you later hear him use a racial slur. He calls another guy, you know, the N-word, and the miners just like are on him, you know, rightfully so. And you also later see, you know, the miners going to the cops and saying, we issue, we want you to issue this arrest warrant for this guy. Uh, he's a maniac. He just shot at us last night. And of course you see this cop who's kind of like, you know, goes up to this Collins guy and is like, yeah, uh, you, you gotta uh, do this. You <laughs> I wanted to like shake my, my TV screen. I swear to God. It was like, you know, and again, why did this make me mad? It's still happening. It's still happening. Rich people, people that are meant to protect you who aren't really protecting you because they want to protect their money and they don't want their money to trickle down to people who really deserve it just as much as they do because they work their butts off in horrible conditions like a coal mine. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot, this movie. You know, there's there's a... But, you know, her the camera, though, it captures so many unique shots. You know, like there was one shot that I highlighted here in my notes where... Sorry, no, I also am laughing. I don't know why I made a note. I I made a note. Is someone wearing a Phillies hat? No, I don't think... I think it was just a red hat that may have had P on it, or I don't know. P for, like, protest, probably. That's probably what it meant. Uh, anyway, there's a great shot in this movie where, you know, they're protesting, and, and it's getting really scary, and it's getting really... Uh, 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 contemptuous and, and, you know, the cops are everywhere and there are cars, you know, trying to ram into people. And there's one cop who's just standing there, you know, in front of this one miner and the miner's yelling at him and the cop is just staring down at him and the camera really zooms in on the cop's face. And you decide for yourself when you see this movie, what's that cop thinking? This cop looks very, very stern and serious and intimidating because all cops are intimidating. It's their job. You know, they're meant to protect you, but a lot of them are also, you know, when there's danger, yeah, of course, you want a cop to be intimidating. But this guy, you know, this cop is staring at this miner and you can just see for like a brief, you can see this brief glimmer of him feeling remorse. It's like he's looking at this guy and he's going... I'm sorry, like, I, I am, like, I just have to do my job, but I do feel for you, and I'm so sorry, I, I want to help, but I don't know what to do, I need a job too, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's that moment that I, that really made me go, oh god, like, what is that cop actually thinking, and this is, you know, a relevant, sorry, I've used the word relevant like 50 trillion times in this uh, episode, but relevant, it's a really relevant movie, it is though, uh, I don't want to get into Black Lives Matter and the cops and 2020 and all of that, you know, because I don't want to, well, I've probably already sparked, <laughs> if enough, if I have enough followers and they've listened to this episode, then hopefully I have not accidentally inadvertently uh, offended people because I have a big mouth and um, I get really passionate when I don't, when I see injustice being done and I hope to God, you know, we're living in such a sensitive time that I hope to God I didn't say something that inadvertently offended someone, but I probably did because this is me for God's sake. I don't know how to talk. And I forgot what I was going to say next. Oh no, but look, you know, this is, this, uh, I, also, um, 
what was I saying? Oh, yeah, my notes here. How does this movie end exactly? Well, it basically ends with Coppel showing how there was really no peace at the end when this uh, of this movie, you know? It's like they make a deal that the, this, uh, you know, the Duke Power Company finally makes a little deal with the miners, but it's not good enough. And so what happens next? The miners strike again. What happens after that? The miners strike again. They're going to keep striking. It's going to keep happening. It happens all the time. It's human nature. And um, it's, it's a movie that I cannot recommend it strongly enough because, you know, it's like we're living it. This came out in 76. We're living it. it you know, it's it, no, there's no coal mine in Philadelphia. Not that I know of, I think. Is there actually? I don't know. I got to Google that. But um, the people that are fighting for justice in this movie, you feel for them. I'm one of them. You're one of them, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, never, I was going to say a joke, but I can't say it. Um, it was going to be a joke about rich people, but not all rich people are bad. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying the rich people in this movie are very, very, uh, very white and very infuriating and very, you know, power hungry and greedy and avaricious and just don't want to, you know cut a deal with anything so it's a frustrating movie it is very frustrating but oh my god i mean what a film what a masterpiece this is truly uh, uh i'm so happy i i saw this movie i'm so happy uh i learned something new you can tell with my voice that you know it's like i said before i am very impressionable and i do get really into topics like this so Amazing movie, Harlan County, USA. Highly recommend it. Um, I'm going to add some things in the show notes too because, you know, Barbara Coppel, all these years later, she's still talking about this movie. People are still talking about it. I can totally respect and understand why it's in sight and sounds, top greatest movies of all time list. Uh, where can you watch this movie? Uh, guess what? It's on YouTube like a million times and it shouldn't be. Don't watch it on YouTube. Uh, I watched it on the Criterion channel if you don't have that, you can also you can also watch it on HBO Max. Highly, highly recommend it. But yeah, like I said, though, definitely don't put this on and like do stuff at the same time. Put this on and really sit down and watch it. You know, watch every single moment in it. Watch these people. Look at the pain in their eyes. Look at the 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 the. Uh, just how persuasive they are and wanting to do, you know, and wanting justice, you know, and wanting to just be equal like everybody else, you know, it's a movie. It's a really, really powerful movie. And, um, I really, I know it's Friday and this, what I'm, this episode hopefully was not like a total downer for you, but every movie on this list is a downer. Come on, let's be real here. But I know it is Friday, and um, yes, I, you don't need to watch this on a Friday night. Of course not, but uh, definitely watch it someday. I highly recommend it. Harlan County, USA, Barbara Coppel. Wow, thank you so, so much. You know, I got to add sound effects. I can add some sound effects. Just kidding, I'll stop. Oh, I need some water. I had tomato soup tonight, too, and I don't know why I had it, because it was like 87 freaking degrees here in Philadelphia, so... I'm not very smart. I just love soup. And you know what? Soup you can have at any time of the day whenever you want. Stop saying you should only have soup in the winter. You can have soup anytime. Oh, don't get me started on soup uh racist people. I don't know. Soup cis. People who who um 
critique soup and when you're allowed to eat it or not. Soup sis. Yeah, that's what they are. Screw you. Go to therapy. Yeah. All right. I think I've annoyed you guys enough. Thank you all so, so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of I'm Reviewing Hair. Uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, unless I can't find a movie, which uh, is going to happen a few more times because some of these movies are incredibly, incredibly obscure. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tell everyone about it. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. You can follow the podcast Instagram, which is at I'm Reviewing Hair. Very original title. You can also follow me on Instagram if you want. It's Mabusi. Don't laugh. M-A-B-U-S-S-Y. No, I'm not trying to be dirty. It's my first name, Matthew, and my last name, Bussy. Mabusi. Get it? Whatever. You don't have to follow me, but you can if you want to because I'm really silly and um, I have kind of slowed down on posting a lot because I annoyed a lot of people when I used to post all the time. So up to you. But yes, I'll see you next week. And the next film is a big movie. It actually really is. I'm not being sarcastic. So get ready because I got some opinions on it. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.